welcome to Activity Quest, the podcast that's packed with stuff to do. This week, George is off to Blackpool, Anna Louise is heading to the spooky Lullingstone Castle, and my old pal Robin is off to Chessington World of Adventures at a spectacular event. So, first up, we've got Anna Louise in today's show. Now, ghost hunting TV shows and documentaries are desperate to go behind the scenes at Lullingstone Castle. None of them have been able to, but we have. Apparently, it was haunted by the Lavender Lady and a cloaked figure. So, Anna Louise walked in their ghostly footsteps to find out more. Well, Anna Louise, here we go. This is one of the first sightings of the Lavender Lady that someone saw many years ago. We're going into the old coal hole. This originally was full of coal, which heated the whole estate. It is a creepy place. Every time I go in here, hairs on the back of my neck stand up. Tom is heaving the door open. It's so heavy. I'm having to, it's so low, I'm having to duck down, dive down to make my way through under the wall and through the little door and across the floorboards. I feel like I'm walking the plank. It's a really strange place. Now, she was spotted down in this corner, this section here, which you can see full of tables and chairs, mum's spare furniture and ladders now, was full, tens and tens of tonnes of coal. And he used to come here, Harry Williams was his name, stand here and collect the coal for his boiler. And one morning he came in here, it's fairly well lit in here, it wasn't particularly spooky, looked to his left and saw the lavender lady a solid figure so she's very emotional very powerful sort of emission of just electricity and energy she's obviously very sad not quite left this earth and she is just so emotional so she's a solid figure and she was picking flowers specifically lavender and putting it into a wooden trug like a basket gardeners have but it's wooden wow and just picking it out of the coal and he has never been the same since harry but he tells tells the story so well and it adds to the place having the lavender lavender lady in here it's quite a spooky place it is the ceiling's very low there's all sorts of different beams and structures which makes it very dark in some corners I can just see down there it's very shadowy isn't it you almost can't see what lies beyond it is and it's got a real sort of musty smell it's a funny place and all the woodworm eating away at the oak (laughs) beams it's a dusty place. It's a funny old place. And this is the sort of place you would find ghosts lurking. Well, this is actually the classic sort of quintessentially ghosted area. (laughs) At dusk and dawn coming in here, I reassure you, whether you knew about the ghost or not, everybody who comes in here, we don't tell anybody about the ghost story sometimes. Whoops. (laughs) Because you can feel it in the atmosphere. Totally. So you haven't got to know there's a ghost in here. And it's the minute you turn your back off these three or four steps after you've come in here, whatever you might be doing in here, Friends say they turn their backs and you can feel that cold energy down the back of you. Your front of you is room temperature sort of thing. Outside is the wind coming in. It's often quite nice in the summer here, but your back freezes. They often don't see anything, but they can feel that presence of a ghost, in this case, the lavender lady being here. And when people spot the lavender lady, is she see-through, like we often see in the cartoons? That's the image of it. No, she's solid and often very emotional. I think in here she's actually quite pe- at peace, picking la- la- lavender from the coal, putting it in her little 
little gardener's basket. But because she's solid and often having tears bouncing off her attire, she's in the 1730s dress. She has sometimes a bonnet. Outside, when she's seen outside in the ground, she has a cloak on. Bit colder, say, outside. So she adjusts her clothing depending on where, which part of the house she's in. And it's that solidness that really strikes people who see her and the energy around. And people don't often realise that they've seen her until after they've left the room or the building and then they completely, they are so scared. And when she's picking up her bits of coal and her bits of lavender, are they real physical objects of this world? Yeah, this is what's so strange. Whatever she touches turns into what she wants it to be. So she's literally, you'd think she's picking up coal and what you'd expect. But no, as she goes down into the coal, she picks up her flowers. So the coal is transforming into lavender as it's being picked up. But all you're seeing is this whole heap, tons and tons of coal. She puts her hand in. It's solid hand. I mean, there's no see-through element to her at all. It's absolutely amazing and so when she picks up a bit of what you think would be bits of coal it turned into lavender she's plucking them off the coal and putting the bits of lavender into there's the boiler going now (laughs) what's that behind me i was just looking over my shoulder thinking what is coming from behind me am i gonna see her is she gonna appear it sounds like the drumming of an appearance doesn't it it does and that's now a kerosene boiler but back in the day (laughs) the boiler that's in that position where the noise is coming from now would have been coal fired so which is what the whole whole estate that whole house was heated with so but what a story and can i just say whoever sees the lavender lady it's not a person who makes things up or who jokes about something it's always a person who is salt of the earth you know down to earth grounded and perhaps has a sensitive side to them as well who sees these things mostly ladies who see the lavender lady but sometimes chaps such as this guy here in the car hall well we've got the soundtrack for it with the rumbling boiler do you reckon she might appear well we wouldn't be any word it'd just be silence would be petrified probably if we saw her i'd be frozen to the spot literally but i think if you're thinking about her and talking about her everyone says or even thinking there might be a ghost in the room you never see anything but it's when you are totally caught off guard harry said for the one time he wasn't thinking about anything he walked in here and bang there she was it's that always that element of surprise i'm keeping one eye in the corner of each of this cellar room tom i'm gonna keep my eyes peeled as we <laughs> that was just me being silly to make you jump it was just a door being hit against a my nerves wheel. are going to be shredded as we make our way through to the next ghostly location door creaking there we go where are we off to next? We're going to the Queen uh, Anne Red Stairs, and this is where the most famous sighting was. And here we are, anyway. This is the bottom of Queen Anne's Red Stairs, and it's here, halfway up these very shallow but wide uh, stairs, and made out of softwood and oak carpeted here with a lovely orangey-red carpet. Halfway up, there's that big softwood frame and massive door. It's here, back in the 1980s, where a friend, Richard, uh, saw her. He was um, babysitting the house for us when we were away on holiday around Christmas time, yeah, in the late 80s. And he, he were watching, actually, believe it or not, a horror film on TV. I mean, it's just something out of a film, but it's honestly a true story. In Dad's den, as we call it, his little office, which is across the main hallway here, he was feeling a bit peckish, a bit hungry, and he came out of the den 
in full flow, Richard, a wonderful character, flying along the and skidding along the oak floorboards here in his socks, turned his back into Mum's kitchen we've just come through, and the minute he turned his back, he felt behind him everything turned to absolutely a sheet of ice. Everything froze, and he just froze in his step, literally froze in his step and turned his back to see the lavender lady on the landing halfway up these red stairs upright standing upright and she was bursting into tears and these tears literally the teardrops were bouncing off her chest off her arms off her legs and she was in this amazing dress from the 1730s she had the bonnet with the bits of strings around her neck and this amazingly widespreading dress it was shoes and all pointed shoes almost like a ballet shoe she had it was incredible and Richard turned around obviously he must have been in shock and thought I'm going to go and have a chat to her up the stairs he went to three steps short of where the lavender lady was and started talking about how oh, sorry you're sad how's it going a nice weather today what else do you say to a ghost you know apart from being English and saying well, and do you want a cup of tea what a question I mean what would you ask a ghost what would you want to talk to them about I mean he was just in shock I think he couldn't believe it and she didn't seem to cheer up when they were chatting but she really appreciated a bit of company he's always said oh. that she was lonely she's sad um, the story goes goes that she fancied a groom uh, back in the 1730s who then married somebody else and she was so upset. I mean, he went back to see his friend who was watching this horror film, which I think is amazing. When he was watching a horror film, friend turned up to, his, to Richard, who by this stage was white. I mean, blood had left his head and he went, why? And he said, God, it looks like you've seen a ghost. <laughs> well, actually... And then they both ran out to see her and it's as if nothing had happened. She'd gone. Within seconds, she'd gone. Yeah, amazing. So she fancied the groom, and, and for those who don't know, groom is someone who tends to the horses and looks after the horses and makes sure they're well looked after. The lavender lady, was she a gardener of sorts? Was she a workwoman? Not particularly. She wasn't a member of the family, as far as we know, but she was someone who helped out. So the lavender thing's interesting. We've always had lavenders growing here over the centuries and so on. Originally a Roman introduction back in the day, and it's used for all sorts of things medicinally, herbally and so on. So I like to think she was somehow involved in the garden I'm a gardener and I would love to think there was that gardening connection and just to be clear the reason why we call her the lavender lady isn't what she looks like it's this amazing smell of this condensed potpourri almost of lavender in a bowl lots of flower buds put in a bowl and they're fresh giving the really strong omitted smell of lavender it is so pungent mum said when she smells it it's unmistakable smell it clears your nose almost straight away it's so if we don't see her today we could smell her we could smell her who knows who knows let's creep up the staircase shall we i feel like almost we need to whisper almost out of respect or in case she's listening to the conversation and we can act Stand, look where Richard stood. So, one, two, three steps down. Here we are. So, look, if she, for argument's sake, was in the middle here, he didn't quite remember where she was standing. He was so shocked. I think I would have fallen off the staircase backwards. Absolutely. I mean, you're what, six foot away from a non-see-through ghost. She was tall, he said, so she was about five foot seven, five foot eight, which back in the day was tall for anybody, especially a lady. Wow. But really, of course, her attire probably makes her look a lot larger as well. I mean, she really was a character. I'm bracing myself almost as if preparing myself to jump through the sky and hit the ceiling in shock. I feel like we're going to see something, Tom. There's a real... 
atmosphere in the house. It's very dark, lots of shadows cast across the staircase as we tread up the stairs. It's very cool, there's lots of creaks, there's lots of noises behind us. Let's get this door open. Just like a castle gate. And as we turn the corner into Queen Anne's bedroom, that's where the, the most recent sighting of the ghost was. It's a love as a kid as well, sliding along in some wool socks along these wooden boards. But if you go the wrong way, you get these amazing splinters. And the splinters between your oh, between your toenail and your skin. Oh, it really is a seven-year-old. That is not pleasant. But... I was going to say, I came prepared wearing my fluffiest, most wintry socks, but maybe I'll give it a miss. <laughs> <laughs> here we go, through a double wooden door here. Into Oh, it's cooler again in here. You can really feel it. There is something about this room. Everybody says it, whether they're sensitive to ghosts or have seen a ghost before or not. And it was here in the early 2000s that the last sighting of a lavender lady was. And it was a, a visitor from Scotland. She was leaving this room, which has this lovely adorned, lovely carved with horses and grapevines and dragons carved bed. Quite a short bed for when Queen Anne was here. She was quite a, a short lady. So we're talking in the 1703 to 1710 period, many years ago, with a lovely adorned, frilly, embroidered top to, to the bed. And as this Scottish visitor turned her back to go back out through to where the plaster ceiling is we've just come from, she just, a bit like with Richard before, she just totally and utterly froze in her tracks. I mean, she licked everything. Her hands were put forward to take the next step and her hands just froze on the spot. And it was awesome, she said, the feeling and the smell of lavender, the electricity behind her. Her back was frozen, but her front wasn't yet. It was the most extraordinary feeling. Mm. She's explaining this, Anna Louise, to somebody who's seated 25 feet away who helps mum in the house. If anyone's got any questions, there's someone sitting there to explain about the history of the house and so on. She's explaining what an amazing thing that we're experiencing together. There's a ghost in here. And the person across the way sitting down is just staring at someone with no idea what she's experiencing. So the visitor can see the light, feel the energy, smell the lavender. Person 25 feet away has no clue what she's talking about. She can't, can't see anything. Absolutely amazing. And she was so shocked, she then didn't say anything until she left the house. When Dad and Mum were, you know, <laughs> greeting visitors, and then, how was your visit? It looks like you've seen a ghost, Madam, said Dad. And the woman just... And she never responded, never seen her again. But she wrote us a letter describing exactly what the lavender lady looked like. And that's how you can tell that these people aren't lying because it matches up every time. Yeah, absolutely right. The consistency of what people tell us and people who don't know about the lavender, she's not well known. In fact, this is the first time it's really ever been talked about. I mean, it's not a story that we've really told over the years, but visitors say it's not in the brochure, it's not online. It might be now. <laughs> and and there's no way with the different people from all over the world that see the ghost when they come here or feel a presence of some description, there is no way you can make that sort of stuff up and the look on their faces of in most case sheer terror you can't fake it you can't i can only imagine it i mean in this room there is such a vibe from behind me there's a, a breeze like a, a cool wind just sk uh, skating over my shoulder and i'm looking beyond the bed behind
find some doors that are just slightly open a touch and there's all shadows falling, different light pools of light on the floor and it looks like as if someone is just about to peer around and it does, this room, make you feel on edge. It does make you feel uncomfortable. If you'd said, Tom, these are your quarters for the night, you'll be staying here for the week, I would probably be looking for the nearest exit, <laughs> the I'm, nearest escape, Scooby-Doo style. I've never stayed here, even for a night. More than an hour is a bit much. There's no heating in here, there's no electrics in here, just the candles on the little chandelier hanging the five candles there. Not every, in every case, but the noise of her dress, long dress, mm. rusting along on the carpets. When it goes to the wood, it goes silent. She's going over the floorboards, not making much noise. She then gets on a carpet or the carpet on the stairs, the Queen Anne stairs, and the noise of rustling. You can hit my mum said she's heard that quite a lot from her bedroom and goes out and of course there's nobody there. But that rustle, rustle, rustle going down the stairs. So it's noise, it's visual, and it's extremely, extremely terrifying. And you've had lots of ghostbusters knocking on your door, wanting to come in and film and investigate, but you've turned them away. Ghostbusters, yeah. We are sort of people who want to study paranormal activity and things like that. We just wa- worry that it's like a Pandora's box. So if they come here and try and, I don't know, make the ghosts go away or disappear or try and work out who they are, all I will feel it will just open up more and more things. The ghosts will not like it. It will make them angry. It will make them annoyed and they'll become more and more visual. We have had experiences, we're not sure which ghost this was, of a poltergeist at Allingston many years ago. He just smashed the china up and, and after it was the neighbours that he, she did not like. He or she, we're not 100% sure, liked the neighbours next door. So he used to lock the kids up in their bedrooms and the dad used to have to get three stories up outside a ladder to rescue the kids. It's actually hilarious. We didn't like the neighbours either. <laughs> but the ghost thought, I'm not having this, and locked all the doors and threw the keys away. Smashed up the china. That's honestly true. That, wow. that was back in the 70s and 80s. But when the neighbours went, nothing since. Really? Yes, absolutely. Wow. So actually physically a ghost has been able to break something or move a, a pool ball. I've left my car keys in one of the other rooms. I wonder if they'll still be there or if the ghost has thrown out the window. Oh, it, the ghost loves car keys. <laughs> I've got to ask you, Tom, before you go, it's got to be asked, what would you do or say to the ghost if she was right in front of you, the lavender lady? What would you ask her? What would you want to know? I think what I'd love to know is her name and I'd love to know, just for clarity, what her actual story is. Uh, We roughly know the age. We only know the age, not of her. She's probably about in her early 40s, we reckon, from, from what people have described. We found that more difficult than dating when she was actually alive, that the, getting the right year. But from her dress, it was very easy from descriptions for mum to work out about 1730s. More difficult to guess her age because you aren't often looking at people who've seen her. The face, you're just, you're just so in shot. You're looking at everything and taking it all in. That's been more difficult to guess her age, but the period she comes from has been easier. But I'd love to know her name. Is the groom story true? And, you know, why is she so sad? Well, what is it? Why are you still here? So we'll and see. And I'd love to know how much she watches of the world going by as it is now. 
and how much time she spends going off into different realms. Be, if you could have a two-way conversation, I mean, this sounds completely ridiculous, but if you could have her communicating back to you, I'd love what she has seen. She may be watching us now thinking, who are those two with that funny device? <laughs> what are they doing? Oh, he's wearing shorts, it's really cold. <laughs> What's his profession? Who's he? I'd love to know what she's seen. It'd be great to ask her, and even if she didn't respond back, I think from her energies and from her tear-making, you could get an idea of some of the answers actually brilliant stuff and thank you so much to Anna Louise for that and now as if that wasn't enough here's Robin she's off to the Chessington world of adventures to check out some spooktastic offerings they've got going on there Hello, hello. Well, I have just arrived at the Chessington World of Adventures. Now, today it's going to be very scary because, of course, it's all about Halloween. So there's some really cool Halloween activities happening here and I'm going to check them out for you and I'll let you know how I get on. A little bit of a warning. I get scared real easily. So this, this might be quite funny for you guys. We're heading on in to the creepy caves and we're just waiting on the queue in the queue and we are joined by some reindeer. Looks like Sven is frozen, very exciting. <laughs> so I have just gone in to the creepy caves and my heart is pounding out of my chest. That was the scariest thing I have ever done. I was screaming the whole way. I sadly can't take you guys in with me, but oh, I need to get my breath back. <laughs> oh, that was so scary. So I'm just at the adventure point and I think I've spied some witches. So we're going to go and have a little chat. Hi, witches. Hi. I am from Fun Kids Radio. Oh, cool. And we would just like to say hi. We're here on Activity Quest. And we'd love to know what is your favourite part about Halloween? Oh, my favourite part about Halloween is being able to come together with my sisters here and create lots and lots of spells and trick lots and lots of people. Oh. <laughs> I like the sweets, personally. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to be the good witch and say that I like the fact that all the children get to have a lot of fun during this time. Oh, very nice. You are a good witch. Wow, 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 my heart is just about slowing down. I'm having a quick little rest I by the dragon ride at the minute. I'm a little bit too scared to go on the dragon ride, but it looks so, so, so much fun. But I'm a bit of a scaredy cat when it comes to rides. I'm just going to relax here, catch my breath after all those exciting, scary activities. Ooh. And then we'll have another little wander around, see what else there is to see. <laughs> oh no, so we're going under the sheets, we're going around the corner, and it looks like 
there's a graveyard and a lady is crying on the graveyard. Oh no, she's saying she's sorry. What does this mean? Sounds like so much fun. It's time now, though, for some events from across the UK for this half term. And first up, if you're looking for something spooky, West Midlands Safari Park has fantastic Halloween decorations and hundreds of pumpkins as their pumpkin patch returns for another year. They have a pumpkin scarecrow called Patch, and you can see his live pumpkin party stage show at selected times throughout the day. His spooky explorers can also take part in the perils of the pumpkin patch scratch card trail to find magical missing pumpkins. Follow the clues to spell out the secret password and earn a spooky sticker prize too. Go to wmsp.co.uk to find out more about that one. Plus, Life Science Centre are having a spooky autumn of activities and events at their Newcastle-based Science Centre. You can enjoy a feast of hands-on fun, live shows, experiments and fab stuff to make and take home. And there's a good dollop of spooky science to get you thinking about your senses. Can you really trust what you see, hear, smell and touch? From a spooky science live show through to a session where you can make your own monster shadow puppet, there is plenty to do. And it's recommended that you book tickets online ahead of your visit. You can do that at life.org.uk. As if that wasn't enough, there's lots of half-term activities, fun for all the family, happening at the National Botanic Gardens of Wales. During the half-term week, there's a creepy, crawly zoo and mammal tracking walks, plus... 
craft activities too. If you come on a Monday or Friday, the pooch can join the family as it's doggy day. Enjoy garden walks and stunning autumn colour with the chance to discover incredible tropical plants in the world's largest glasshouse. Go to botanicgarden.wales for more about that one. And get set for Halloween with the latest issue of BBC Match of the Day magazine, and it's a spooky special. The UK's best-selling footy mag is packed with ghosts, ghouls and gulls. Inside are the scariest strikers on the planet, a spooky scream team of prem ballers and creepy quizzes galore. Become a part of the BBC Match of the Day magazine squad and grab this issue, if you dare. It's out now. Remember, whatever you get up to this half term, tell us right now. We want to know. Go to funkidslive.com, drop us a message, or you can leave us a five-star review wherever it is you're listening to this right now. Now, for the past few weeks, George has been gallivanting around the world to visit some roller coasters, and today he's somewhere a little closer to home than usual. Len Tester's Ultimate Theme Park Rides. You're listening to Fun Kids and it's now for the next instalment of our guide to the ultimate theme park rides. Now, we needed a theme park expert to come in and tell us which attraction should be making the list, which is why we wrote Len Tester in. And Len is very much a theme park expert and uh, Len's joining us now to tell us about the latest attraction. I'm going to find out where it goes on our leaderboards. Uh, Len, welcome. How are you doing and which attraction are we talking about today? So today I'd like to talk about uh, another uh, uh, attraction in the UK uh, and that is the big one at Blackpool pleasure beach so here's the thing then we have been to some brilliant theme parks recently in in this series we've gone to the animal kingdom which is truly one of the most mind-blowing theme parks in the world we've been to california for some fireworks we've even been to legoland and and seen some really impressive stuff in the uk um but for this we're going to blackpool we're going to blackpool it's true we're going up north and, 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 and the why, reason is sorry sorry you go. Go, ahead. No, go, no, go ahead go ahead do, do your thing and, and and why why out of all the attractions in the world is the big one taking a place on, on our leaderboard today the big one at blackpool pleasure beach is without a doubt the scariest roller coaster i have ever been on in my entire <laughs> life when when it opened in 1994 it was the tallest and fastest roller coaster in the world it is the the biggest fastest roller coaster that that most of us will ever go on in our lives and how quick um, is it it top speed is uh, 120 kilometers an hour um it's over a mile long and the thing about it too is there's no sort of gentle introduction into the scariness that is the big one the first lift hill will take you up 65 meters i could i think i, I think george i could actually see my house in florida from yeah. this ride did you see me wave did that, you, i was that. waving when you were doing it, it. i don't know if you saw me the, the first time i went on it i gotta admit i had my eyes closed almost the entire time <laughs> now um, no, it's one of those ones as well where it, it, it ramps up like really slowly does it get, kind of take its time getting to the top i it took it, it takes so long to go up that first lift hill that you really have time to consider whether what you're doing was the smartest move you've ever made but the thing that i love about the ride is it's it is nothing other than what it says it is. It's fast, there's dips and turns in it, and it's nonstop. Um, for I think it's about three minutes over a mile. And you think about a mile of, of roller coaster track in uh, a park like Blackpool, that's, it takes you through, I mean, around like half the park. It's it's incredible, but it's, it's a classic roller coaster. It's very 
smooth. It's well maintained. If you if you like that feeling of adrenaline, of being you know uh, shot up hills and then down into valleys, there is no better roller coaster in the United Kingdom, in my opinion, uh, than the big one. It's ferocious. It's scary. It's fast. And I'm so pleased that um, that our that our leaderboard is having a little visit from Blackpool. I think that's brilliant. So let's get down to the serious part. We we need a score then. Um, our criteria are fun and innovation. So so what are you going to give it? For fun, uh, let me let me start off by saying 132 centimeter height restriction for this. So assuming you meet the height restriction, um, I'm giving it an eight out of ten for fun. Uh, in terms of innovation, uh, its big innovation is that it's a large, fast roller coaster. Uh, doesn't score then as highly as uh, as other attractions. I'm giving it a six out of ten. Six out of ten. So that is a solid fourteen out of twenty. It's going to be placed kind of near to the the end of the leaderboard, but it's above Alton Towers Get Set Go, and it's on a par with Tomb Blaster from Chessington World of Adventures. It's definitely a lot of fun. It sounds like it's quite scary too, um, but I'm pleased, as I said, that we're taking a trip to Blackpool in the leaderboard. Um, but it's not threatened to the top. It is not threatened. Uh, Kilimanjaro Safaris from Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park in Orlando. But will anything? I guess we'll have to find out in the next instalment of Len Tester's Ultimate Guide to Theme Parks. Thanks, Len, and thanks to George as well. All right, so COP26 is happening in Glasgow next week. It's a conference that brings world leaders together to tackle the challenges of climate change. And Fun Kids is getting in on the action. We have made a huge PDF workpack of sheets and explainers about what climate change is, what greenhouse gases are, and what the effects of changing climates can do to the world. If you want to find out more or download your own free pack, or even watch a load of cool videos about climate change and our planet, head to funkidslive.com. All of that is available right now on the Fun Kids website, so go tell your friends, tell your teachers, tell your grown-ups, and together we can change the world. And just like that, we are done. We've given you stuff to do, now it's your turn to go and do it. Remember, there's loads of episodes of Activity Quest that you can go back and listen to any time you fancy. If you're after some more suggestions, just scroll back in your podcast app and pick an episode you like. Whatever you do and however you do it, tell us at funkidslive.com slash activityquest. And remember to rate, review and follow this podcast wherever it is you're listening to it. I'm Bex and this has been a podcast from the UK's children's radio station, Fun Kids. Listen to me on your DAB digital radio, online and on the free Fun Kids mobile app on your smart speaker. Just say, play Fun Kids every weekday from 4pm. See you then. The Space Programme is a Baffle Gab production for the UK's children's radio station, Fun Kids. You can listen to Fun Kids all day on your DAB digital radio, on your smart speaker by saying play Fun Kids, and on the free Fun Kids mobile app. You can also listen online and play loads of games, quizzes, as well as find out the latest news at funkidslive.com.